welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. Um, I've been doing a lot of illumination readings over the last couple of weeks, and something's been coming up in many of those readings that um, kind of formed the, the topic for this week's episode. And so I want to share some of the insights that women have had around the idea of being selfish, but from a positive perspective. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life, but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. So I think that I've mentioned on the podcast, I know I've mentioned in my newsletter recently, that I was recently a guest on Karen Castellan's Prioritize You Virtual Summit. And the whole theme was about us prioritizing ourselves in our lives. And it was such an honor to do that series with her, to be part of that series with her. There were some amazing speakers. So this theme of prioritizing ourselves has been coming up in many of the readings I've been doing recently. And so one of the things that has come up with more than one of the clients I've done readings with is the the idea that we tend to feel that we're being honorable or we're doing the right thing by putting everyone else and everything else in life ahead of us. It's like we get the sloppy seconds. Um, It's not even seconds. It's like, you know, 25ths or whatever. It's really falling into the martyr archetype, but it's It's a lower expression of service because we usually come from a good place, from a pure heart of wanting to take care of people and be of service. But again, when when we step into the martyr archetype, it becomes a lower octave or a lower expression of service. And this can be in our personal lives and it can also be in our careers. And it can look so many different ways, again, because we justify what we're doing. And I say this from experience. Um, I did this the first 48 years of my life. I put everyone else first, my husbands, my children, my career, my, you know, whatever. And then at the end of the day, I was so exhausted and so depleted that I had nothing left to give myself. Yes, I would go and get manicures and pedicures. You know, I would go through phases where I would do that. But that's not what I'm talking about being selfish, you know, it can make, it can look many different ways. 
one of the ways that I like to encourage my clients to be selfish is to think about the things that they love to do that light them up, whether it's something they've done recently or whether it's something they did years ago, before they had children, before they got married, when they were growing up, whatever it was, it could be painting, it could be hiking, it could be uh, walking, it could be dancing, but it's a way to pamper yourself, to take time for yourself. It could also be treating yourself to your favorite meal, whether you prepare the meal or you go out for the meal. And by go out, I mean, go out by yourself. Don't have someone else take you, but you do it for you. You want to really, you want to send the message to yourself that you deserve this, that you are worthy. So, you know, take yourself on a date. Don't wait around for someone else to do it, whether you're, you know, in a relationship, whether you have a a husband, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, or whether you um, are single. It doesn't matter. Take, don't wait for someone else. Take yourself on a date. And especially, I think maybe even especially if you are in a relationship, it's important to do this for yourself. Because again, you're sending a message to yourself and to others in your life that you are important enough to do this. We teach other people how to treat us based on the way we treat ourselves. So, you know, go on a solo vacation. Oh my gosh. When I left my marriage in 2008, I don't think I had ever traveled by myself. I had gone to a seminar in Canada and one in Washington, D.C., but I had met people there, people that I was connected with. So I wasn't there technically by myself. I was so uncomfortable at the thought of, of traveling by myself just for pleasure or going out to eat by myself. I remember, this is crazy. I hadn't thought about this in a long time, but on a trip to Los Angeles, because when I left my marriage, I started going back to California a lot, like several times a year, four or five times a year. I needed to go back to where I grew up to reconnect with that part of myself. I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time, but I needed to I felt like I had gone so far off path in life and I needed to reconnect with who I was as a child growing up. It's going to, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because I remember feeling such a strong connection to my dad on one of those trips. Um, And that was before my mom passed away. So it was early on um, after I'd left my marriage, but I remember driving around Burbank where I'd gone to high school and and spent so much of my younger years um, and feeling such a deep connection to my dad. And I remember this one trip in particular. I was hungry. I needed to eat dinner, but I was so uncomfortable with the thought of going to a restaurant by myself that I went and picked something up and took it back to the hotel to eat. And I'm sure many of you can relate. What I did after that on trips, subsequent trips, was I would take a book or a journal with me. So I had something to occupy myself and I could like not look up and see if people, you know, cause we think that people care what we're doing or that they're, they're paying attention to us. 99.9% of the time they're not, but it's just in our head. And so I kind of had to, you know, it's like, I talk about baby step my way into things. So I started taking a book or a journal with me. Now I can go sit in a restaurant anywhere, a beautiful restaurant in Paris or, you know, a 
um, a, a tavern or a restaurant in my home in my hometown where I live now. It doesn't bother me at all, and I don't need to take anything with me to keep myself busy. Um, but traveling by myself was one of the things that really did help me grow the most over the past decade, or you know, more than a decade now, because I got to know myself in a really intimate way that I never had before. And it really did change my life in ways that I didn't know was possible. So, you know, something else you can do that is just for you is to enroll in courses that will help you grow as a person and as a soul. Something I do on a regular basis, I get readings from other practitioners so that I can learn more about myself, help to heal parts of myself that are coming up to be healed, you know, at any given point in time. Um, to check to see if I'm on the right path, because yes, I can do those things for myself, but it's always interesting and so much more illuminating to have a reading from someone else who doesn't, who may or may not know me, but who can, mm, you know, sometimes we can get in our own way when we're trying to do our own work as healers, as readers, as psychics and intuitives, right? Um, So, you know, I get several readings a year. And it's just when I feel called to, but it, again, it's something that is part of my self-care practice that is so important to me. Something else that I know I've talked about before, but I will talk about this probably until the minute I take my last breath in this life, but limit your time um, interacting with the media or social media. It affects your energy so much. Be very mindful of who you're interacting with on social media. Cultivate your feed and your life in general with only high vibrational people. My world has become much smaller over the last several years, but the quality of people in my life is so expansive. I went on a detox, a digital detox a couple months ago, and I just started unsubscribing from so many newsletters and unfollowing people on social media because they weren't in alignment with who I am right now. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It's just that they were not in alignment, in harmony, in residence, residence, resonance with who I am right now in my life. Um, Something else that you can do to really increase your level of self-care and be selfish. Again, that's not a bad thing. It's the energy behind the selfishness. Um, but it's it's to indulge in beauty and luxury. Whatever that looks like for you, it's going to look different for you than it does for me. But beauty is such an important part of your life, of our life. And there's beauty to be beauty to be found everywhere. I take the majority of the pictures on my phone are of nature and my grandchildren. That's just, that's just, you know, that's my life. And whenever I can find beauty in anything, I will snap a photo of it, or I will just sit and soak it up and express gratitude for it. Something else that is really important is setting boundaries. That is a form of self-care that people often overlook. In episode 100, I talked about boundaries and having a sacred yes and a sacred no. If you haven't listened to episode 100 yet, please go back and listen to that. If you have listened to it, 
have you set those sacred boundaries for yourself? This is a really good time to revisit that. I know that was only four episodes ago. It seems like months ago that I did that. I had to go back and look to see when I talked about that. And it was only four episodes ago, but it is such an important part of my self-care practices. Um, I mentioned the media. I want to talk about something else related to that. Turn off the never-ending noise in life. The TV, the radio, people. Um, Most people are uncomfortable just being with themselves. It was something I had to get used to when I left my marriage and was living alone once Greg graduated from high school and then moved out. Um, It's strange when you haven't done it. Some people have never done it in their entire lives. I know someone who has either lived with her parents or her husband her entire life. She has never lived alone. And so it can be uncomfortable. And I'm not judging that. I'm just using that as an example. But when you're alone, then it can be very, very uncomfortable because you're used to someone else always being there or having the TV on. I do remember when I first left my marriage, um, and this was actually kind of fun. I had never watched Sex in the City. So I went to, now this was back in 2008. So remember, the internet was much different. I went to uh, Target and I bought the entire collection on DVD of Sex in the City. And I sat there and watched all those episodes. It helped me heal in so many ways. I laughed. I cried. I got out of my head. I felt this um, spark for life again that I hadn't felt in a long time. So that was part of my self-care practice after I left my marriage. Um, But then I realized that I was even using that as a way to avoid the silence because when we are in the stillness and in the silence, we're left with ourselves. We're left with our thoughts. And unfortunately, most of the time, our self-talk is so negative. We judge and criticize everything about ourselves, everything that we perceive we've done wrong. And if you're on a healing journey, your list is exponentially longer than it might have been before you, your trauma or your loss. Um, And so we avoid all of that. It's an avoidance mechanism. So again, it's just, it's so uncomfortable to be in the silence and the stillness with nothing but ourselves. But when you When you can do that, when you allow yourself the gift of that stillness, of that silence, that's when you begin to hear your soul. You begin to hear your own inner voice, your own loving inner voice, and your own inner wisdom. And it will guide you. Mine did. I wouldn't have believed this 15 years ago. And I can't believe it's been that long now, but it was 14 years ago that I left my marriage. So 15 years ago, probably 16 years ago. Um, I wouldn't have believed that, but it's exactly what happened. And it's not unique to me. I've spoken to so many women through the years, clients I've worked with, women that I've become close to in programs I've taken. And so much growth happens when you can be in the stillness and in the silence. And if you have children at home, if you are married, if you're living with someone in a partnership, whatever it is, if you work in an office, around people. You can always make time. Always. Again, take yourself out on a date. You are worth it. Your family will 
they might not understand at first, but when you come back and you're a better version of you, they will love it. And they will want you to continue to do it because you will each time you will come back a better version of you, a better wife, a better sister, a better daughter, a better mother, a better friend, a better whatever. I also looked back in my old, old episodes, and this one goes way back to the beginning, but back in episode 26, I talked about the importance of self-care for grieving moms. And I looked back um, to see when I had done that episode and it really struck me. It was one of my most listened to episodes. And I had so many reflections back from women, not just bereaved moms, but women in, you know, all kinds of women who are on healing journeys about how insightful that was and how much it helped them look at how they treated themselves. Because we often, again, it comes back to not being comfortable with the self-reflection that comes with stillness, silence, and really really doing that inner deep dive and inventory. I think it's, it's um, yeah, taking inventory of our lives in a way that makes us, can make us uncomfortable. But again, they talked about how much it helped them look at how they treated themselves. And that's what it really comes down to. It's about how we treat ourselves. It's the self-talk. It's the working until we're bone tired. It's putting ourselves last all the time. And then who does that serve? No one. It doesn't serve the people we love. It doesn't serve the people we work with. It doesn't serve the people we encounter in our daily lives. It doesn't encounter, it, uh, it does not um, serve the people that we are hoping to influence or inspire. And it certainly does not serve us, just does not serve us. So again, the reason that this came up was because it's been a theme in the readings that I've been doing, the illumination readings. And one of the messages that has come up in some of these readings is that these women need to be more selfish. Really, that's the simple message that has come through a few of these readings is to be more selfish. And so I invite you to take a pause and look at your own life. And, you know, one thing that I've helped some of these women do is to write down every single thing that they do for a week and then look at that list and see where they're spending time and energy on themselves. And most of them come back to me and are shocked to see that they spend no time or very little time on themselves. And so I hope that that will help inspire you to look at your own life and where you can really pamper yourself and love on yourself and express self-love to yourself and show the world that you are worthy of self-care and self-love and self-compassion. And you are worth spending the time and the money and the energy on because you are, you absolutely are. And if you are on a healing journey, I think this is a non-negotiable and that's a pretty powerful statement, but I'm absolutely firm in my conviction that it is a non-negotiable for women who are on a healing journey from any kind of trauma or loss. Often we use all these outside things as distractions because we don't want to look at the 
you know, the experience itself, the trauma or the actual trauma or loss, we don't want to look at the associated feelings and emotions and fallout and repercussions and who we are as a result of our trauma or loss. And so we just keep ourselves busy, whether it's busy at work or busy listening to TV or busy on the go, 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 whatever it is for you. And so I really invite you to put yourself first. You know, there's that old saying that you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's so true. If you are completely depleted and empty, you have nothing to give any, anyone else. But when you can fill your own cup up first, then you have more to give. You have something to give to other people. So I hope that that helped. I would love to know what you do for yourself that is special, that is precious, that is just for you. And I, again, I'm not talking just about manicures and pedicures, although I love manicures and pedicures. This is so much deeper than that. This is about what do you do for yourself that helps you get in touch with your soul, with your inner wisdom, with your intuition, with your inner guidance. I've decided to do something special since few days after this episode is released is Mother's Day of 2022. Whether you are a mother or not, does not matter. I am going to offer something very special this month. So if you would like, if you're interested in, if you're curious about an illumination reading, if you book the reading by May 31st, I will give you 20% off of the reading. And I don't even know, normally the reading is $144. So whatever 20% off of that is, I think it comes to like $115 um, would be the price. If you're interested, book your spot. You don't have to have the reading before the end of May, but you do have to sign up before the end of May. I will put a link in the show notes to a special page for um, that you can use to sign up at the special price. I would love to see you gift this to yourself. This is a beautiful gift for you for Mother's Day. Again, whether you have a mother, whether you are a mother, whether you're not a mother, you have birthed something in this world, whether it is another human or not, whether it is a creation of yours, whether it is a painting or a meal or a song you've written or or a song you've sung or something in your work, whatever it is, we have all birthed something. So we all carry the mother energy and the mother archetype within us. So if you're interested in, you know, this would be a beautiful gift for yourself or for someone else. So you could gift this to another woman in your life for Mother's Day, or you could gift it to yourself, or you could ask someone in your life to gift it to you for Mother's Day. But again, it must be booked before the end of May. So before May 31st of 2022. And I will put a link in the show notes. Um, I think that's all for this week. So until next time, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. 
Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.